Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the Real Pod State. Um I'm here with my co-host um Rick Perez and we're going to be talking about some short-term goals today. And um the main idea behind this topic for today is um as real estate investors, we always want to have um a a main goal. We want to have like a 90-day goal, we want to have a weekly goals. But like what is the point of having all these short-term goals or long-term goals? It's so that it gives you a motivation to, you know, get up every day to do something related to real estate. Just make sure that if you have signed yourself up to um for financial independence, then you know, just to keep yourself in a check. And uh, me and my co-host here, we have sort of put something together for ourselves and this is also more an exercise for ourselves to be accountable with each other and um just so that we can ask each other about where we are on our real estate journey and uh for that we've sort of put together like some short term goals for ourselves um and with that Rick you want to add something to that uh no i, I mean i think you've uh, elaborated very well aj on that uh just want to welcome everybody to our podcast today um looking forward to it and looking forward to enjoying this journey uh the next 25 minutes and uh, getting to know getting more information out there perfect perfect so um so I'll go first and you know one thing related to like my 90 day goals that I've sort of put down and this was back in uh um August first week of August was um I wanted to buy a turnkey property for myself in the next 90 days so like before October 30 um and I wanted to read three real estate related books and so um i sort of got on to that journey and um one of the things that within my turnkey investment was not only do i want to just purchase one but i wanted to really dive deep into what are the turnkey providers out there like which companies offer like a best product related to lending wise related to insurance related to the property management related to it all these different aspects which would help me dive deep into what property to buy i'm just trying to get more into all those things and um one of the things i did for that was uh um a mastermind call that we had signed up for and that um there was a guest uh, which i was working with was a turnkey provider and just uh, dive deep into uh what kind of properties they are what markets they are in so just really researching the areas related to that so let me actually you, in regards to your short term goals right you said october 30th is your deadline mm-hmm. how do you feel um where do you think you are at during that and in that journey for those that short term goal do you self do you see yourself getting there or, or what are your thoughts on that So I I feel like um so like I signed up for to put under contract a one turnkey property and I have that down right now. I have um one turnkey property that I have uh, under contract in uh uh Maple Heights, Ohio, which is like a suburb out of Cleveland. And uh yes, that's like just 50% of the goals though because 
the I for me um, even though you know putting under property a property under contract is important for me more important is um, the kind of um, mindset and what I need to build going forward and once I put that property under contract that was sometime around end of August and so since then it's been like almost 30 days now right so um, it's important that you have something going on because once you find something, you put a property under contract, like as a tacit investor, like you need to keep sharpening that axe. And and that's why I put down like those three books that I wanted to read and um, just wanted to keep on taking as much content as possible and try to read and watch as much as possible related to real estate. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that that quote. Uh, it's act- I think it's actually Abraham Lincoln. He says, "If you give me six hours a day with an axe, uh, I'll probably sharpen my axe four hours of the day." Um, and, and I think that's true. So let me actually. I think some of the listeners might be uh, curious, especially us new investors. You know, you currently reside in Virginia, and you mentioned that the property that you have under contract is in Ohio. How do you feel or, or how, what kind of advice would you give to somebody uh, that is planning to, you know, invest out of state? Uh, do you give any, is there any advice that you could give to them? Like, do you have an agent in Ohio or how do you manage that? Can if you can elaborate a little bit on that? So um, I feel, uh, so first of all, I guess, um, start um, reading and researching about what how long long distance investing looks like so mm-hmm. one of the things i started off with was a reading book by david green the mm-hmm. um real estate long distance real estate investing yeah and uh you know one of the the one of the things they talk about in that is like you know your core four so yeah. um you know four people who will be involved in your team in order to make this project of passive investing um, a success and so you know having a realtor having a lender having a contractor and uh, having a property manager like these are your your four people who will be helping you out throughout this passive investing right because yeah um, and and this sort of hit me because I have a job nine to five right and I yes I am not I can't be spending five hours a day um, driving around to find my next property for real estate or, you know, do some um, direct mail marketing and that kind of stuff, which which is like more hands on or like rehabbing yeah. a property. But yeah. like this particular strategy hit me more because I can remain more passive and keep building. Amazing, amazing, and and just a quick reference. I know we, we want to move on to different topics uh, in regards to your realtors and your uh, property managers. How did you find them? Did you uh, use bigger pockets? Did you research the area and just call around? Like, just briefly go into how did you find these people that are your core four? Yeah. So um, with the turnkey, that's where it's like a, a more. It's all your core four is all in involved in just one so it's more like a okay awesome one if for lack of a better word but <laughs> um um but yeah it's just turnkey is meant for that where you know it's just someone provider who has already figured out the best property ah, management in the area 
someone who okay. already has a property which is a distressed property that they are rehabbing um okay. and uh, they also have the insurance providers ready they have the best lenders in the area which they have already figured out and so they are selling this whole product to you um in this one package as a turnkey property and so oh. for me like obviously listening to bigger pockets podcasting a podcast is huge like i am a avid listener i have been listening to all the podcasts since uh, feb of this year and probably went back and listened to 100 other episodes <laughs> um, right so then basically in a nutshell so then the turnkey provider and this is something new see we're all learning here i'm sure the folks that will be listening that that's going to be something that you mentioned the person that wants to do more passive uh investing and that's the beauty of real estate that there's so many different avenues like me and you are yin and yang like you're passive and I'm and I'm so much involved and we'll get into that yeah. so but just to kind of break it into a nutshell so the turnkey provider uh probably kind of brings you that core four along with the property is that kind of basically how it works yeah so okay um as i said you know the so the turnkey provider that they are turnkey companies and so this is mm-hmm. what they specialize in where they pick a market they figure out distressed properties in the area and um they they give you a project description of what they will be doing on the property whether they will be renovating a roof renovating the kitchen renovating the um the bathrooms adding an area like they will sort of give you some description on what rehab they have done to the property or what they plan on doing and okay. along with that they also um provide you like the lenders in the area um they provide you the insurance person in the area they provide you the property management in the area and they the best part about this is the tenant is already on the property when you purchase this product so by the time i close i get cash flow from day one wow so that's where the term thus far comes turnkey yeah. is just turn the key yeah. <laughs> and you keep going well wow, that's amazing aj that's amazing so yeah, t- hopefully uh, hopefully you mentioned you put under contract in august so hopefully you you're uh going to hear something back shortly is that how it works yeah so it's still under renovation like so the way it works is like i put the property under contract and then they start the renovations on it and it takes usually a couple of months for them to renovate it and then you know figure out the inspections and put a tenant in place so everything um i'm looking at end of this month end of october to okay. um close on this yeah amazing amazing that's that's yeah. so great that's but tell so me great. about something about your what real estate related activities have you been doing over the past week or um what your short term goals are and what you plan to do sure well yeah well my short term goal uh, is in more regards to a fix and flip so i i set a goal for myself that uh, by the ending of october i wanted to close on my first deal for my fix and flip. Um so that's my short-term goal. And then in regards to the activities that I've been uh, been a part of for the last uh, couple months it's well let's just sp- speak about today. Today I know I, we spoke earlier today and 
uh, I was mentioned to how exhausted I am today. Um, today, I actually met up with a uh, fellow investor. I was driving down the road and a couple of days ago, and you know, I didn't, haven't got many responses back from owners, and I saw a "I buy houses" sign, so I decided to go ahead and give this person a call and kind of see how I could offer some services. So today, me and the other investor uh, had some lunch. Well, yeah, you would call it early dinner, I guess. And uh, we kind of uh, hit it off well. He's explained to me the things that he's doing and, and how I could be of service to him and the systems that he's using. Um, so I created a relationship there and hopefully it could flourish and maybe uh, provide a deal in the near future. I'm also working with another gentleman that I met on Bigger Pockets. And uh, we did a little Zoom call today, earlier, later. Um, and I'm showing him, because he lives about an hour away in an area called Riviera Beach, uh, which is a very good area for fix and flip. And uh, he's trying to get into real estate. And, uh, you know, we had a Zoom call and I explained to him what I'm looking for. And he found a couple addresses and we're going to send some letters. So uh, basically, I guess right now, what I'm really doing is just really working on building these foundation relationships with people and also uh, constantly uh, sending letters to homeowners, contacting homeowners, and trying to create that deal. Um, I did put in an offer this week on a property uh, that was listed on the uh, MLS. Um, that, uh, that deal, we will probably hear back by tomorrow. Uh, they did mention that there's 30 offers on the property. Oh, so, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, so the MLS right now, especially down here in South Florida, is very, it's a hot market, just like in a lot of places. But it's really, it's really hot. But what I really want to do in the short term also as well is start to be able to do more offers on listed properties. So I've been watching a lot of videos on how to um, write up your contract, uh, you know, as, as sold as is contracts. So I'm learning how to fill that out. And then um, shortly, but surely maybe next week, I'll just start putting in offers in certain properties and seeing if anything comes back. So. Uh, that's kind of like what I've been doing in the short term uh, in this last couple of days, uh, trying to create a deal. So, um, for as I saw, so for me, I don't understand the term fixer upper or like fix and flip. Okay. Does that just mean like you find a distressed property and you just uh, fix it up? And uh, I guess like that can be within any range, or is there a particular range? of houses that you look for where the rehab is not more than 40,000 or 50,000? That's a good question. Now, I guess that all depends. And that's the beauty of real estate. Like I mentioned, how you're on one side of the coin with being passive and, and you know, the turnkey, which is a great thing. And on the other side of the coin, there is the, like you said, the fix and flip. Now, in regards to the range of how it goes, there's some investors that they want very minimal work to be done. Uh, you know, they just, as they would call it, just paint and carpet and, you know, f you know, get the property. Like you said, that's minorly distressed and all it needs is a little bit of minor cosmetic, uh, you know, some paint, some carpeting, maybe a little bit of uh, refinishing of the kitchen. And then they're able to put it back on the market and sell it for a profit. Um, others, you know, they kind of lean towards more, uh, I guess, really distressed properties where you know you may have to do what they call a full gut take it down to the studs and come back and redo everything 
um, that side of the fix and flip is a little bit uh, more for people that you know you would think that a little bit more experienced but it's also more of a area where not as many investors want to get involved where they have to remediate take out mold and redo their whole roof so uh it, it, yeah fix and flip it's very it's very there's a variety no variety uh, uh, yeah uh, it's different yeah. levels to it so yeah. indefinitely and i also spoke with another hard money lender this week so i have three hard money lenders that i have a pre-approval for um i actually met this other hard money lender at uh the property that i put offer in he was showing uh he was there as well and and we just kind of hit it hit it off and today uh he gave me a pre-approval letter uh for, uh, so, purchasing. um let me ask you this so you've been meeting with um, i guess more investors um hard money lenders all these people that you've been meeting so how long have you been looking for uh, the next property for fix and flip like how long that's a good question I, I began to take it very, I, I guess you would call it serious. Like I, I started really doing uh, my my search. I would say the ending of July. So I'm going now, August, September. So it's going into my third month. So I'm kind of coming up to my, my short-term goal deadline. So I'm kind of pushing hard uh, to create the deal. But at the same time, um, I want it to be the right deal. And if I don't meet it, you know, I just move forward and keep going. And, and, and But the good thing is about putting those goals, setting those bars for yourself. And I would recommend it to everybody. Always put a goal out there and try to reach it. And if you don't, it's not a loss. It's just a learning curve. And then you just keep moving on to the next goal or you extend the goal and, and, and keep searching for it. Yep. And uh, I guess um. How 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 did you find the current property that you just put under contract? How did you find? Good question. Yeah, so that one was listed on the normal MLS. Um, so I I what I tend to do is to check the MLS, uh, which is like I guess to kind of explain to the, what what that is is like Realtor.com, Zillow, uh, Redfin. So I'll daily just check it out in the morning and see if anything new hits the market. And this one w just hit the market that same day. So I looked at it um, and I actually put a blind offer in. <laughs> I didn't, and what I mean by blind offer, I didn't even go visit the property. Uh, initially, I just called up my realtor, friend of mine, investor, and I asked him, hey, you know, I I'm gonna issue this contract. Would you mind taking a look at it? And he's like, yeah, I'll take a look at it. He looked at it and I submitted it. And then we went out to the property uh, later that day just to take a walk through and take a look at it. Awesome. Well, this is, that's the power of internet, I guess, right? Like, even though, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even though you are, you know, in the area, like, you can choose to do, like, you can choose to do passive investing, staying inside your house mm -hmm. in your own area. Like, you, you, can, exactly. you can choose to do that. And, like, that was something that I sort of um, figured out is like you know i i was putting so much time on my prop two property that i had here and uh, mm -hmm. i figured that you know um if i need to treat this thing as a business like i need to start coming up with like certain systems or certain things to help me remain passive right if 
And that also jumped from the idea that I was trying to do long distance investing. And that is all about yeah. setting up systems, setting up networks, setting up your people in the area. And if I had to do that same thing out of state, then I need to first fix what I have in state, what is around me. Mm, that's that's a deep yeah. that's a deep question. You're right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that's why that's why I first of all what I tried to do is I tried to implement the passive investing idea um first around with my two properties and so I'm actually in the middle of putting my two properties um under property management and just trying to just trying to do interviews and stuff with them. Uh but we can discuss yeah. that on another pod. So you but uh, so you're bid so you Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was. Now you want to elaborate that you were just you, you're going to create the systems yeah. here, right? So then you can go ahead and do that long distance and and that's kind of like what I'm doing right now. I'm doing all the work, all the the struggle, but then eventually I want to create systems once I find out my process and create systems to kind of uh, uh be able to seek other deals instead of focusing on the letters yeah. and so forth. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Um so with that, let's move to the last part of our podcast where um this is something that we'll be trying to do like on a regular basis on a weekly basis with our podcast is um well last few minutes we want to think about um any real estate related content that you read or watched or any instagram personal and instagram person that you're following who's a real estate investor any content that sort of hit you or you know which sort of gave you the motivation to continue doing what you're doing that's a good question yeah there's a there's a couple things i i recently got into listening to autobiography and uh i listened to frederick douglas and to uh be forward the creator of the, of the vehicle and just to see their life and the struggles that they've had to go through to succeed and that's kind of put things into perspective uh and to continue to move forward. Also, I'm reading a book by uh, Robert Kiyosaki called The Cashflow Quadrant yeah. and it talks about, you know, the different quadrants of where you are and you know, being an employee, a business owner, an investor, and he kind of really breaks the stuff down into what it is to have passive income and what it is to uh be that, you know, have that freedom. So I'm really enjoying that book. It's teaching me a lot to strive to continue to move forward. That's awesome. Tell me. How about your how about you something about Frederick Douglass though? Let's see if you can spare a couple uh, minutes. Well, Frederick the funny the interesting fact, Frederick Douglass did live in Springfield, Massachusetts, okay. and that's where I'm planning <laughs> to move. <laughs> and and he was actually um he was the ambassador of Haiti at one point. Um he held very very distinguished offices in in the US government in his later years. So, um yeah, that was some interesting facts that that I learned about him and his struggle from going from uh, being a slave to fighting for freedom and uh going across the seas and and you know, preaching uh the equalities and uh the struggle that he had to go through to reach that and that brings light that brings hope to me in regards to trying to pursue my dreams to never give up on yourself 
uh, believe in what you believe in and fight for that. So it kind of uh, enlightened me a little bit uh, listening to his story. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And how about yourself? Any 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 books so, or anything that you've been? One uh, thing. Um, I'm not a big reader, but um, what I what I've been reading um, the One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, and yes, uh, uh-huh. you know, I've, I'm in the middle of it right now. But one thing that has really hit me with it is like, um, you know, it talks about like the like the six lies that we tell ourselves that you know about creating that stop us from getting successful, right? And uh, that is uh, yeah. like about I'm going to finish this tomorrow, or like. Uh, you know i will be doing this like certain it talks about six statements and um we can post that in our show notes about the the statement that i'm talking about yeah. but um yeah it's a that sort of hit me um really and i wanted to you know i've been thinking about that a lot over the past week or so but yeah the second thing that i i found out was like i've been following this uh person on instagram uh, called minority mindsets and you know one of the things they posted mm-hmm. which sort of hit me was um you know everyone should have three hobbies one that makes them money one that keeps them in shape one that makes them be creative you know and i feel that wow. um i have a hobby that i have which is making me money which is real estate um i have a hobby which helps me be stay fit which is um you know uh i run so and i have actually have my half marathon coming up this weekend so you know that is something and then um last thing is something that makes me be creative been thinking about that i don't have anything that helps me stay creative so i used to play keyboards when i was in the when i was in high school and so and i have one at home but i just haven't touched it in the last two years and so you know i just picked that up over the past five days and i've been you know working on that and just bringing trying to bring, play some chords and stuff on it and, and it's amazing how um books content and stuff like that kind of helps us change our mindset as you said you know you've been away from that and, and now reading that or hearing that has sparked something in you and i think that's the beauty of 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 content of of people um sharing stuff and i really believe in that and and that's great i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to be interested to hear about your marathon when you do finish that we'll have to definitely yeah. talk about that when you when you when you get yeah, done definitely yeah <laughs> it's going to be this uh, weekend and yeah for me like as is in real estate like aside you know this create having properties and creating this this uh, financial independence like just aside from that like the things that it has changed in my life as far as mindset goes is just it's it's been amazing so i, I want to continue on that with bigger pockets listening to po- podcasts like that and you know growing and it's a journey it's a journey aj and i think we're all we're on the right track and i'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that could relate and and understand that you know 
it is a journey and we do need to understand that that it's not from one day to another it's it's the long game it's it's taking uh one day at a time and taking your wins and taking your losses and um and learning from them and uh, like you said creating relationships finding podcasts reading books uh finding mentors uh, and i think with that you know we were able to grow and evolve and, and i think real estate has really brought that out in me uh you know with this so much networking and stuff like that and like you said i've even tried to change my you know the way that i eat trying to eat better you know go i'm going into a plant based diet to try to take care of myself more because i know i'm need to use energy and and i need to be focused when it comes to real estate and i actually think that real estate has brought out my um creative side because i have to think a lot more <laughs> than, than i had to before so it, it's it's an amazing thing but uh yeah um it, it's great well that's awesome um with that i guess uh, we can wrap it up for today um it's been amazing um we'll try to um come back with some more interesting weeks um just to discuss about creating goals for our investors or mindset that we should have and uh, as we said you know this is more an exercise in accountability for me and Rick and so we'll continue having these conversations and hopefully our listeners everyone can listen and learn something from it well, with that um Definitely. it's a wrap so thank you guys take care guys Thank you.